102.3 WHIV LP FM. My name is Mark Allendary. I'm your host for Health is a Human Right. This is Noel Matters, the Health is a Human Right edition. It's a pleasure um, to have with us a uh, person who uh, I appreciate uh, for coming in a few minutes late, uh, and but letting me know that it was my fault. Uh, Better but, late than never. But I do appreciate it. Uh, today we have on a very good friend of mine uh, and somebody who I consider to be a mentor and somebody I look up to uh, greatly, and that's uh, Mr. Kevin McRae, who reminded me that he is a failed political candidate. I wanted to uh, I wanted to uh, introduce him as a political candidate, activist, and volunteer. He reminded me that he was a failed political candidate, and and that would be fine. Uh, that being said, uh, Kevin, uh, welcome to WHIV. I, there is a lot for us to talk about. I know that when you and I get on the phone, uh, it sometimes takes about an hour and a half for us to get through 18 ADD-inspired uh, conversations. and that's, Or even two. Yes. <laughs> so um, so I, I, ha- I have actually wanted you on air for some time. You are a resident of Boston, Massachusetts. And, and New Orleans. S- and sometimes resident of New Orleans as well. Uh, and you have run for office multiple times in uh, in Boston, but it was the last time you ran for office that you actually made international, both national and international headlines, because you actually legally changed your name and ran for office as uh, Mr. Pat Payaso. Did I did I actually that? not Mr. Just Pat, just, just Payas. Pat Payaso. You, you androgynous. Skipped, and, oh, it was androgynous. That's right, exactly. And we'll talk about that in uh, in a moment too. So, and what? And so, you came down to New Orleans. You legally changed your name from Kevin McRae to Pat Payaso, and then you changed your name back to Kevin McRae after you were Pat Payaso for what about ten months? Yeah, about a year. Or so about a year. So, what does Pat Payaso mean? Well, in Spanish, uh, first of all, Mark Allen, it's it's great to be here. I really support your mission. Thank you. And uh, the same to you. I, I have nothing but the highest regards for you and the work that you do, both in the country and out of the country. Um, so, Pat Payaso, Payaso means clown in Spanish. And uh, Pat was chosen specifically to be an androgynous name. Uh, so, I, I picked a name that no one would know, no one has, and didn't exist. And I got myself on the ballot by collecting 1,500 signatures, valid signatures, in the city of Boston. And uh, to, got, to run for what office? To get on the uh, office for city council at large, representing about 650,000 people. So, and then when you ran for office, did you tell people that you were going to run? Uh, did you? So, essentially, the reason why you made international headlines is because you were also dressed as a clown, and you tricked you tricked out a a viper, a Dodge Viper, as a clown car. Yes, <laughs> and world's fastest clown car, we like <laughs> to say, and cruised around uh, Boston dressed like a clown uh, and in a clown car. And so when the people signed their names onto the, uh, to your uh, signature, to be signatures, did they know what they were signing up for? Or did you, were you Kevin McRae? No. Um, so I think if I could take a step back Please. and explain, uh, as, I, as uh, your listeners might not know, I'm actually a documentary filmmaker. And I, uh, along with a lot of people across the spectrum, are really fed up with... Um, uh, the clownish behavior of our elected the po- officials. politics of, our, of the day. And also the media, something that you well, and I have yes. talked about and a good reason for WHIV well, to be here. Exactly. This is why we started WHIV was frustration from the media. And um, 
and as I've sat back and, and looked at um, uh, politics in America and around the world, um, we've known that politicians are corrupt and tell lies back since the time of Socrates. I mean, this is nothing new that, that we have lying politicians. What I think has really changed, and sort of the bigger point of Pat Payaso, is the media and the citizens are both not doing their work of being the, the media of doing an objective job of presenting the news and the citizens of not doing a broad-based evaluation or an actual evaluation of who the candidates are that they're uh, that they're voting for. But, but let me just interrupt real quick and say, and, and I know we've had these conversations many times, and now we're just having it on the radio, but I do want to point out, as I always do whenever you and I have this conversation, is that the citizens, it's hard for me to put the citizens into the same bucket that you do with respon- with with respect to responsibility or a failure of our political system because our citizens, our citizenry is so literally taxed with... Fees, fines, minimum wage, uh, multiple jobs, uh, unable to pay rent. I mean, there's so many other things that they are paying attention to, namely survival. I mean, when you look at 40% or 50% of the country lives in poverty, uh, it's hard for me to blame the citizens. Well, I, um, and you and I know we respectfully disagree on this point, and it's very interesting that you bring up the word tax, because and that was that was purpose. Okay, because that obviously leads into, um, you know, one of the big points of of all the movies that I make is how unfair the tax system is in the United States. And as you know, I'm a a, a fairly successful businessman. I like to say I'm in the two percent, not the one percent. But um, because of tax policies enacted by our corrupt government officials, someone who's very affluent, such as myself, I barely pay taxes at all. And I think it's incredibly unfair. I've gone to the legislature. I've testified against tax credits that I take advantage of. The big picture for this whole Pat Payaso thing is, is I'm making, everyone thinks that I'm the joke, but the joke is on everyone else. The citizens bought me that Dodge Viper. They bought me a Chevrolet Corvette. They bought me a jet ski. You're saying because of of all the tax they, credits or yes, the ability because, to make money off of taxes. Well, I specifically, Pat Payaso, the whole reason for Pat Payaso, I made a movie about ta- Pat Payaso getting tax credits from these same citizens that you say don't have any money. All of these poor citizens bought me a Dodge Viper, a Chevy Corvette, uh, uh, a new boat, a new yeah, jet ski. You, you, listen, but listen, I, I'm a doctor and I'm also a public health practitioner. Yeah. What I practice on one person is very different than how I look at the public. Sure. So, you know, when you have a bunch of people t- throwing in a couple pennies, uh, that's going to add up to a lot of money. For me. For you, yes. Right. <laughs> so, but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. You just were able to. It has to, everything to do with what listen, we're talking about. Listen, we know about. that the system is set up for the rich by the rich. I mean, right. this is essentially, I and mean, this is 
what we're talking about to a certain degree, not completely, but with bringing Kavanaugh on board is just going to only just cement that process. Of course, you know, while also taking away the rights of 50% of, of the population uh, as well, specifically the reproductive rights. But the, the, the point that I'm making is that I mean, let's take a big step back because, I mean, this is not one of our conversations where we can talk for <laughs> right unlimited amount of time. All right. So all right, tune so, in next week. Yes. So and also anytime you're here, please, I'd love to have you on. So um, but the uh, so we know that the system is corrupt and you wanted to make a joke. Yes, I right. wanted to. I you specifically wanted to, wanted to but hang on, but even make be, a joke about the media. Let's talk about the media. But what I do want to do talk about is is when you collected your signatures. I okay, do want fine. To, did they know they were getting Pat Payaso? Did they were they getting Kevin McRae? Well, in in um, one of the ways that governments exclude people is by <laughs> making it yes difficult. No? Is by making it difficult for them to get on the ballot. Okay. Yeah, and the, Boston yes, yes, that's makes very, it very difficult yes, to get yes, on the ballot. You, you actually have to get fifteen. Fifteen hundred doesn't signature. sound like. Oh, it, it's a lot. You it takes about you get about. I mean, we're going down wormholes here, but it takes okay. about if you're really good, you can get about twenty signatures in an hour. So you're talking okay. about hundreds of hours. So that's but that's a lot of that's having and so you make a very good point. Who has the time? Like, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Joe Smith who works at a factory if even factories exist anymore has or, a wife and you know, kids. Right. Or uh, Mrs. you know Smith or anybody, anybody, you know, now I'm falling into gender. You got a radio but, show. <laughs> right. But still it takes a lot of time to be able to collect signatures. That's right. So, did so you have people to answer your question you? yes or no. Yes, the people knew they were signing signatures for Pat Payaso. But most people are actually very, if you just say, hey, I'm collecting signatures for a candidate, it just puts them on the ballot. Would you please? Did you ever hear back from anybody? They said, I, I signed. And- no, nobody did. But you'll appreciate to answer your question. I hired homeless veterans to collect signatures for me, and I paid them money because, as you know, I work with the homeless quite sure, a bit. Sure, sure. Okay, mm-hmm. so then you got on. Uh, how long did it take? How long did it take to get fifteen hundred? Uh, it took us about two weeks to do. There's only a three week window of opportunity. So that's another obstruction. Oh, that there's they obstru- make, Boston course. is very obstructionist when it comes. Okay. They don't like change. Okay, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> okay, right. But let me get to the next point. I think so. There were there's only eight people running for four. Uh, city council at large so Pat Payaso had a good chance. Pat Payaso had a good chance. And there's a primary, and then there's a final election. But if there's eight or fewer, there's no primary for the election. So Pat Payaso, this mythical person that no one had ever met or, or, or seen or known about in the history of the world, somehow is on the ballot for to represent 650,000 people and I sent out 22 very progressive positions spelled out sent out mailers to all the newspapers in Spanish and English across the city of Boston no reporters called back nobody questioned nobody asked a thing so there's a person on the ballot and the media has no idea who this person is well Okay, I mean, and you reached out to the media. Okay, so that that so shame on the media. Exactly. Okay, so say, all right, so all right. I I mean, I have nothing to say there except for shame on the media. But let me hear. I mean, can you do? Like, so then, you what? Twenty two progressive. Can you give me your top three? 
or top five? I mean, give me a sure. couple, well, just like rapid fire, a couple of progressive. Uh, sure. Well, the candidate promised to visit each and every one of the public schools in the city and report back to the city council okay. on the positions. It's a it's a position I always take. I right. think education and you were is be the looking, most important. And what were you going to, if right. you were going to go to a school, you were going to look at, you were going to. I was going to talk to the parents, the teachers, uh, the physical uh, uh, and the students, find out what the schools needed, find out what the parents needed, find out what the school needs. Well, you, could you give this a, and give a grade to the school? Or uh, it was more a, to report back to the city council at large. How many the schools? There's 122 schools So in you were going to go to Papai also? Two schools a week for a two-year term. Got is, it. Is, and if Papai also had one, would you have gone, would you have dressed as a clown? This is the own seat. Now you're following the wormhole, Mark. Right. That's the same question when the media finally discovered okay. Papai well, also. All right. well, it's a That's good, all they want to know. Well, it's a good question. It's a fair question. <laughs> Why? Would, you're judging some Someone, you're not, a, do you judging. ask candidates what they're going to wear when they go to work? Dude, because you went and changed your name. Most most candidates do not go and change their it, name and then put and then and then have a tax. A rose by any other uh, name would still smell sweet. Kevin, Kevin, would you call I'm me Pat? <laughs> you changed your name. I asked you when you came in here if I can call you Pat Payaso, and you told me to call you Kevin. Okay, all right, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> would you all right obviously not that would have been a no I, but i would have been brilliant if you dude, yes if no you, the answer was yes won, of course i was you, gonna and i you i was gonna wear a clown suit to oh work my God. and i had my clown horn <laughs> and i told everyone i'm gonna sit there at the city council meetings and when i hear the bs i'm just gonna be playing the horn dude 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 listen like it, have they been asking you to run again Yes. Like, okay, People okay, okay, let's have, okay. So give me two more progressive positions. Well, one is um, that it is um, elections in Boston are actually held in off years. And so if we, and everyone says, oh, not enough people vote, not enough people vote. So half the number of people vote for mayor and city council in Boston as do uh, in election years, presidential year, one of the things I proposed well, it's done purposely, of course, to keep to voting keep voters, voters right, down. Of course. So one of the simple things I proposed for the last 15 years of I've run is if we switch the voting to the same time as the presidential elections, we would save nine million dollars <laughs> to hold an election dude, dude and we they, would double voter right, turnout dude they only want to save money when it comes to schools <laughs> they don't want to save money for anything they don't want to i would sit in debates and say here's all the other candidates not one of them is going to propose one thing to save you one penny. All right. If you want right. to think there's a difference between, except for my makeup, here's another one. All right. Give me one more progressive position. Well, uh, no pay raises for city uh, elected officials. <laughs> <laughs> You wonder why, they and I wonder why they don't like me. <laughs> okay, so uh, if you're, tuning, I don't wonder why. If you're tuning in, you are listening to 102.3 WHIVLP. This is Noel Matters. Health is a human right. I'm your host, Mark Allendary. With me is my very good friend, uh, and somebody who, as you could tell, I admire greatly for his ballsiness uh, to challenge the system. And when it comes to talking power, talking true to power, Kevin McRae is it. Uh, Kevin McRae is a failed political candidate, uh, but also better known as a document a very successful business person uh, and uh, most recently ran for a city council position at large city council position in Boston 
and actually ran against somebody who is quite uh, quite famous at this point, and we'll maybe talk about her in a moment. Um, and uh, we're talking about Kevin, about his role as Pat Payaso, because Kevin actually changed his name legally to Pat Payaso. Payaso means clown in Spanish, and he literally ran as a clown. So give me a couple of good things that came out of it and maybe a couple of some of the real harsh responses you got from the system. Well, um, like, are there a couple, like, can we talk? Oh, sure. I, I, uh, well, first let me tell you how everybody discovered Pat Payaso. Well, when you're driving a Viper that's tricked out like a clown car and you're dressed as a clown around Boston, it, what did, did, was there a specialized license plate? Did it say the no, clown? No, specialized. Okay. We thought about that, but, uh, um, so actually I hadn't dressed as a clown yet, but with a community newspaper that publishes once a week, sort of like the village voice of Boston, right, right. I'm familiar with the editor. And we decided to do video interviews of every single person running for office as a public service. And we asked every single candidate the same two questions, which we gave to them in advance, which was, which was if you're elected uh, first of all, what do you think the condition of the Boston public schools are? Please give them a grade. So, a school, so schools are your thing. Schools are my thing. Of Education I, is the key to everything. That's what you're trying to do here you. at WHIV. Yes, obviously agree Educate with you. Educate the, yes. the populace. Right. And the second point question is, please say, tell me how many schools you'll visit while you're elected and wh whether you think the budget should be raised, stay the same, or lowered, now, and how much. Now, isn't this a bias that you were helping, you were a candidate, you were working with a media outlet, and at the same time still then writing the questions that your opponents or some of the folks you were running against were also going to be answering? Is that not perceived as a bias? Well, again, my point, if you remember, the whole point was to make fun of the media and how they don't check up on everything. All right. Okay. So the fact that I was able to dupe a magazine <laughs> into letting a candidate <laughs> ask all of his opponents well, you just and said then he publish was a friend. <laughs> well, he doesn't return my calls anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what was funny is, is as I was, was doing a, all these a, videos, a former friend. <laughs> he, uh, he kept telling me, you are doing God's work here. We're going to put of you up for an award you. because you're the only person holding all of these candidates, yeah. you know, yeah, and putting them online on YouTube. You can go to on YouTube now and see all 23 of these videos where we ask candidates. So they responded. So they Oh, did. I got 23 or 24 how, of the if you 30 have candidates. Six, I thought there were six candidates. Eight candidates for running. every position in the city of Boston that they were being elected. All the district councilors, all the mayoral candidates. Are you telling me that 30, uh, 30 people who were running for office or 29 with yourself being 30, nobody knew that you were involved with helping to run? Nobody knows who Pat Payaso was. <laughs> they all came into my living room. They all submitted to the same two questions. Holy, you filmed them? I filmed them. I asked the so, questions and I filmed did them. Did they not freak out when they realized that? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a woman who was a former school teacher who, and she went on the news and goes, this person shouldn't be allowed on the ballot. You shouldn't allow people dressed like clowns to be on the ballot. <laughs> oh. I didn't you point out that as you a school punked teacher. Him. Did I, you punked him? Of course. The whole you city of Boston. You punked so hard. And you wonder why you don't have friends. <laughs> she 
Jesus God. You don't want politicians as your friends. No, you don't. No, you don't. And and I don't. That's why I always say that. I always think like the White House press corps that when they do their little, you know, two 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 chummy chummy. Oh yeah, totally. And when uh, who's the guy that does uh, Meet the Press? uh, Hardball or whatever. Hardball, whatever. One of the Tim Matthew was like he was like talking about how he was getting all chummy chummy with Bush, and they were like slapping towels with one another. And I looked Vladimir in his eyes, and Uh, I can tell he's not an evil man. Yeah, well, then there's that. Uh, He calls him (laughs) Vlad or Vladdy Vlad or something. Pooty poot. He calls him pooty poot. Um, Anyway, okay, so then, uh, so what were the responses? So then finally, after I had all the other 26 videos online, I dressed up a, uh, a woman to be Pat Payasso, dressed up like a clown, and I videotaped her, and she... And I asked her the two questions, and of course, so clowns don't talk, and so, so they didn't so answer the could, question. So, they, so nobody knew that that was a when it finally came out. Like nobody knew that it wasn't you then, or nobody still knew. And I'm okay. getting, I'm, okay. I okay. punked the world media. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and so all of a sudden, we put that video online, and the world erupted. Like, well, what? Do, how did the clown respond? They honked their horn and uh-huh. they looked around and they scratched so, themselves. So if I'd be like, "All right, uh, you can uh, go Pat, online and look so at Pat Payaso how would you uh, uh, would do you commit to going to the schools in Boston?" And so she just looks around, and we had some charts of how the schools have been spending more and more money on fewer and fewer students and getting the same grades. And, but she didn't do anything. So she, she was just showing She was things, just being a clown. Honking horns. Honking <laughs> horns, doing nothing, never said a word. We put that online, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, holy cow, there's a clown on the ballot. <laughs> and the world exploded. And all of a sudden, uh, the media is calling, and photographers are coming, and we sent this female clown out to take pictures and to do photo shoots. And it's in the New York Post and the Guardian and India Times. Who's reaching out to you? They're reaching out to what? Did you did you have had an a, office we, or? Uh, we had a. Oh, this as a total aside. I had forgotten this, but a friend of mine who's in his sixties, who used to be a professor at Berkeley School Your of friend, Music, yeah, the musician, yeah. And um, unfortunately, he has Alzheimer's. Right. And so I had forgotten because when you sign up as a candidate, you have to sign up with the campaign finance people, and you have to name your president and your treasurer so he was the president of the campaign and they tracked him down did did he know that he was the president well this was the funny thing he did i had asked him and he said yeah i'll do it was he competent but because he has alzheimer's he'd forgotten and so the media is calling him up and going hey you're the campaign manager for pat payaso and he's he's saying to him I've never been involved in a political campaign in my life. So they thought that <laughs> and he was, was answering honestly because so, he couldn't remember. So was he? So why? Oh, all right, Kevin. <laughs> like, dude, you had a great idea. Why would you like? Why? Why? Like, why not just take a person? I mean, like, could somebody would no, they? I comp- didn't do it intentionally. It's just a side effect of. I highly recommend hiring someone with Alzheimer's as your campaign manager. All right, I'm going to ignore that comment. You Donald Trump wait. should do it. <laughs> Because then he's got a legitimate answer when they all say, right, I don't all right, remember. All right, all right, all right, all right. So then how did, so people reached out to you and what so, happened? So people reached out to us and we sent this female clown out for photo shoots and everything. And of course, clowns never talk. And we just kept presenting the positions. Here's the 22 were you, positions. Were you shocked when people started like reaching out to you guys? Or were no. You, 
you were expecting this was all, this I I when I were came you, when I changed my name here in New Orleans in district court the Boston Herald sent a reporter down here to New Orleans and they quoted to find out who the heck this Pat Piazza was cuz pretty it took him about 4 or 5 days some rumors were around that it was Kevin McRae that it was Pat Piazza and so they they found the words when I I knew Ten, you know, seven months earlier that someone would look up these legal documents in New Orleans. And I said that the reason that I could to, to change your name, you need a reason. A judge has to approve it. Usually it's I got married and now I'm, you know, Mrs. Mark Allen Derry. And so hi, Liana. Right. And uh, <laughs> happy birthday. But I said that the reason that I changed my name uh, to Pat Piasso, because in the GLBTQECC community, <laughs> That I'm known as Pat Piasso, and I perform under that name. The G L G L B T B T C C Q U E C C Q E C C. And does so that there mean it is it, in does the that Boston mean anything? Media. Yes, it does. But okay. I'm the only person in the world that knows. So it means nothing. No, it does mean something. Uh, only to you. I will reveal it right now if you ask me nicely what it stands for. So I got the media to print something that they didn't even know what it stood for. So you punked and they the media still again. don't know what it stands for. Hold on, for but here's today. the other thing. So the the so you so are we going to make some national news? We're going to find out <laughs> with the GL. Can, if, if anybody wants to know what GLBTQECC stands for, I think you we told were, me once. No, no, uh, I no. you never told me. All right, so you had a judge that signed off on that. Here in New Orleans, when they took one look and they and I said I'm transgender and that I'm part of the GLBTQECC, so are you not taking? They took, a... they took one look at it and go, yeah, we don't want anything to do. With this. So, <laughs> so right now, so now, all right. So when you say you're transgender, are you not then now kind of uh, exploiting? I mean, I look at you. I, I I've known you for for years. I mean, maybe almost a decade now. I've not known you to be transgender before. You've never seen me dressed up as a transvestite, Mark Allen? Well, all right. <laughs> this is... Dude. <laughs> all right. Mark? Mark Allen, have you ever seen me dressed as a woman? I All right. This is a whole... I Dude, I not... Okay, let's move on. Uh, all right. Okay, so... It's, it's a yes-no question, I sir. I have not. Yes, you have, and you know you have. <laughs> okay. All right, that, but that's a whole different thing, dude. You can't like, uh, I can't. I, I don't even. I'm not the right person to have this conversation with because you cannot. There, dude. There are real transgender people. All right, I'm not gonna even have this conversation. All right, like, okay. So then, what happened with Pat Payaso? So, um, so we got invitations to do. Uh, I did. Um, uh, I did TV shows. I did Fox TV in Washington D.C. And I talked about all the clowns in Congress. So did everybody? Everybody wanted to talk with you. Everybody wanted. So to So now, talk with now, us. when yeah. did Papai also start talking? Um, I went on a friend's. A friend of mine has a TV show very similar to you here in New in uh, Boston. It's a community access show, and I had already done some other shows where I honking horns. Where I just honking horns. And and, you know, I've got a whole bag full of rubber chickens and uh you know and do you, and do you go in the viper and, and you show up in the we viper? hadn't done the viper yet you okay. got to roll the whole thing out okay, it's okay, a production okay okay, you know? okay all right <laughs> you know if you're gonna punk the media you want it last more than a day i mean okay, you gotta good get point and so the the whole point was is pat payaso became the only thing that anybody was talking about and there's a video you can go online you can go on youtube and the 
one of the two major dailies in Boston was doing a, a story a day on Pat Piasso. The Metro, you've seen that, the worldwide newspaper. They had two front page covers of the female clown. And it said, here's Pat Piasso, the candidate for city council at large. It wasn't Pat Piasso. It was a woman dressed up like a clown. So it wasn't even... It wasn't made. It was just a clown. It was just a clown. Like a stock image of a clown? Yeah, no, no. It was a female. They went out and did a video shoot with her. Oh, it wasn't even like... No, no. We didn't even prevent... So they'd say, can we do a video shoot? And I'd dress up uh, Vika. Right, right. Oh, okay. So, But it was, it was, it was part of your group it wasn't they didn't like go down the street grab a clown you no know. but we could have obviously i understand the right, yeah. i understand what you're trying to do yeah so then then what happened so like you weren't like shocked that there was so much attention being paid or that was the whole point the whole point of my movie to get my viper and was how easy the medium was manipulated how much money have i spent on this thing so far zero i didn't spend one so what about paying for these homeless vets? I paid for that out of okay. my pocket. Yes. Right. Yep. Okay. You're right. That's I paid for that. But I didn't spend one penny on the campaign. I didn't produce and, anything. And, and you made a lot of friends anything. along the way, didn't you? I, I actually made a lot of friends along the way. When <laughs> I drive that Viper around now, it's so funny. People are like, Payaso! I love Payaso! I was um, just at Boston Public Library on Saturday uh, meeting with... Um, our new transgender uh, city councilor at large, and uh, someone meeting with her was like, oh, Kevin, I don't recognize you without the big hair and the nose, and so people know who I am. So, and then, uh, so then what happened? How many votes did you get? I got over 6,000 votes. And what did it take for uh, the, you know, what, the folks that won? What, what, what About 20,000. So you were, and, and were there like any editorials in any yeah, of the papers well, that were critical about what you were doing? Well, yeah, it's funny you should say that. So, um, and this is part of the point. So the Boston Globe, which is the big newspaper in Boston, um, they called me up after. So we did a video to uh, the Beastie Boys um, Sabotage. You know that video? Yeah. Yeah, it's so like the we black did, and white, like the seventies era. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't think I saw it, but so check it out on right. YouTube. We did we did a campaign video with the that's where we unleashed the Viper. And so we we're driving around in the Viper and all these iconic places and, and in you, Boston. And you had like professionally done and we stuff. had six clowns with us <laughs> and and uh and so we were getting thousands all right, of hits. I'm, I'm looking at this you, what you're take doing. a look at <laughs> okay. it. Okay, just go on YouTube. Is, there, is, there any, is there any talking or, or? No, it's all done to the video. Okay, all right. And uh, if not, I was going to play it on. Yeah, that. no. Right. And so the Boston Globe called me up and they said, um, hey, we'd like to talk to you about your campaign. Oh, I'm sorry. There's one other thing I did. I also put a million dollars into my campaign account, which was completely unprecedented for a city council at large account. Right. Um, at most other city councilors would raise a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars. That's it. You got it. There. Which one is it? Right on the left. The this that, one here or this left. one here? That's your left. Payosa Oda. Yeah, that's it. All right. The uh, the guy in that is my campaign manager. So um, Payosa Oda means obviously clown. Payaso now. now. Right. Yeah. All right. And um, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> 
Dude, this is ridiculous. So the Boston Globe calls me up and they say, hey, we'd like to talk to you about your campaign. We'd like to talk to you about your campaign video. We'd like to talk to you about your clown car. And I said, uh, well, let's talk about your um, the managing editor of your newspaper. Oh, yeah. I remember this story. Okay, you know? yeah. Let's go into that story. So, and they yeah. said, uh, we're not going to talk about that. Why did you want to talk about the managing editor? Because the managing editor of the Boston Globe is a thirty-something-year-old um, trophy wife of the owner of the Boston Red Sox, a billionaire. She has no background or education in journalism or anything else. She married a guy forty-something years older than her, and um, and now her she and now she's the managing she's the editor managing of the editor. largest and most important newspaper in New so England. The, so the largest and most important newspaper in New England called you yes. to get a story to focus on you, and you turned around and basically took a blowtorch and uh, uh, and a crowbar to the knees of the newspaper by wanting to talk about their managing editor. Yeah, because I, as always, want to talk about serious issues. But the, And so to go back a step, when I had run for mayor of Boston, which I did about 10 years ago, this same Who's news... Who's you running against? Uh, mayor Tom Menino had been mayor for 23 oh, years. Oh, yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the Boston Globe had actually written an editorial previously saying, Kevin McRae is a really important voice, and we need someone like him who's independent... And there's a real role for him in government. It would be really great if we could get this person on board. So that had been the Globe's position when I, you know, dressed in a suit and tie. And and so one of the important things for me was in running as Pat Payaso, I've never changed my positions. In the 16 years that I've run for office, it's all basically the same things. We need to work on the schools. We need to have transparency. We need to eliminate corruption. It's the same thing. My tune hasn't changed. There's an in- independent development agency in Boston, which all the corrupt uh, real estate deals get run through. And... Um, and, and I haven't changed my tune. And whether I'm dressed in a suit and tie or in construction clothes or a clown outfit, um, the, the, the message doesn't change. The message is always we need good government. We need honest people that are going to tell the truth in government. And unfortunately, you know, and this we gets back, get we never get it. No. And why don't we get it? Because we don't get the media asking serious questions of the candidates. Well, it's it and it's to the advantage of the media to not ask serious questions because, because they, they are profit part of the, over power, the system. Ex- that's right. exactly they, right. There's a billionaire in charge of the Boston Globe. Right. And he, Washington and the Washington uh, what is it in the DC? What is Jeff Bezos ask? Washington, Washington Post. Washington Post, right. Yeah, the Washington Post. Post. Right. So of course, uh, these really rich people want to keep policies in place. So when someone like me who comes along and challenges and the challenges system. the system, right? You know, as you know, I've actually sued the city of Boston, exposing backroom deals and corruption, won the largest fine in state history, and and so when I go out and question the media, and my second question is, let's. T- I said I want to talk about this corrupt real estate deal that the Boston Red Sox got. And the reporter says, we're not going to talk about that either. So the, they called me asking, what's the point of your campaign? <laughs> and I said, essentially, my point of my campaign is how the rich screw everybody oh, over. So, hold on, Kevin, and they me, said, we're not going to write wait, wait, about Kevin, it. Kevin, let me ask you this then. Yep. 
So, I mean, you're... Let me, let me finish. Uh, let me, very shortly. So clearly, the Boston Globe made a decision at that point because not only did they not write an article about me, they didn't follow the entire race. They didn't write a single article about any of the candidates running for city council at large. And all they did was write a two-paragraph editorial right before the the election saying, elections are important, it's no time to be clowning around, <laughs> and we advocate for re-electing the four incumbents. All right. There's so much to say. All right. So when you when they when the Boston Club calls you, and if you're tuning in, you're listening to 102.3 WHIV. This is Nolan Matters Health is a human right with me is uh, Kevin McRae, who we're talking about his uh, um, his uh, at least for today we're talking about Papayasso, where he ran as a city council at large in Boston, dressed as a clown, and also legally changed his name to Papayasso, which means clown in Spanish, or at least Payasso does. When the Boston Globe calls you and you hit them back at two very, very credible criticisms of the Globe. One is that their owner got a a, um, a corrupt deal, but most sporting folks do. I mean, look at Tom Benson and, and the Superdome and what have you. That's part of the course, and it's and it's good conversation to have. I'm not saying, you know, and then you also hit him back with his wife who runs, and you refer to, refer to her as a trophy wife. Like, Just right now. Okay, and, all right, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. but still... You don't think you think that a, a journalist who has to feed his or her was it him or her? So I him. Mean, him who's got to feed his family. You think he's gonna write that story up and submit that to his chief? And, and like, do you think that they're gonna run with that? I mean, isn't that? And let me ask you this: in terms of political strategy, isn't that the sort of thing that you should do after you win, where now they're forced? Because what you essentially did was that you you basically made it so that they did they could not write about any of the other candidates because they couldn't write about you, or they chose not to write about you. That's ridiculous. They can choose to write about whatever they want. Well, they're an independent media well, source. Well, theoretically, aren't they? you have to have all. We, you have to have all candidates that are running. I mean, you have to, I mean, that's part of the, you know, the journalistic ethics. Certainly for FCC, we are required to have all candidates or at least invite all the candidates. They know that if they invited all the candidates to speak, you would have you would have spoken. And the things that you wanted to talk about were the two big things that the Boston Globe did not want you to talk about at all. I, I think they were very valid points. But in terms of strategery, isn't it better <laughs> to be strategic to actually do do it as when once you are inside the system, so they are forced to pay attention. Well, um, it's an excellent question, Mark Allen. And so the the real question is, you know, how do I get on the inside? And the and the problem has been is that, uh, you know, I can't. Right. Uh, and and it's um, a special club, and you and I aren't in I'm, it. I'm not. I'm George Carlin said it perfectly. Right. Exactly. And so. Uh, it, it, and this is where my advocacy hits a wall because I don't know, you know, I've been trying for 15 years to educate the people, you know, that these tax breaks, these deals for Tom Benson and George right. Simon, the, the you know, system the system is corrupt. is corrupt. And one of the reasons not to get too far off on a tangent we only have a couple minutes. is that I think one of the reasons that Donald Trump won is because regular people know they've been getting a corrupt deal Agreed. for a long time, Agreed. 30 or 40 years. Agreed. And Hillary Clinton was not about to change that system. No, she wasn't. And Donald Trump was all about blowing up the system. I think maybe subconsciously a lot of people said, 
we know what we're getting with her and we're going to keep getting screwed by the system. Maybe with him, it'll be better. I agree. You know, and, I agree. And um, in a way, Donald Trump took the wind out of my sails. We had a clown with orange hair. Right, right. You know, it's like there was already a bigger clown in the world than me when he got elected. And there's another video that I invite you to watch. The other newspaper, the Boston Herald, came to my door and everywhere I went, I had a video camera because I was videotaping so did you, the that media. That was the other question I was going to ask and you. And say they came to my door and they said, we want to talk to you about um, the million dollars you put in your campaign account. We want to talk about why you dress as a clown. And I said, I want to talk about the issues. That's all I've ever done. That's all I want to do is talk about the issues. And they literally said, it's on YouTube. We don't want to talk about the issues. We want to talk about you dress of as course, a clown. Of course. And when this, when that's what the media is doing. Of course. And that's how Donald Trump has taken advantage of the media because there, there is very little journalistic integrity out there. There is very little journalistic integrity. Very little. Not right. none, but very little. Did you? Are you going to make a movie about your experience with Pat Bayasso? Yeah, I interviewed uh, uh, Mike Dukakis. We did a big interview with Mike Dukakis. He's part of the movie. When is it going to come out? Um, we're in final editing now. And is it going to be like full on like major distribution type of documentary? Or no, that's the best part. Mark Allen is. I get paid by the citizens no matter what. I'm getting about sixty or seventy thousand dollars from the citizens to make the movie, whether I make the movie or how not. How are you getting paid? Under like how are you able to generate that revenue? I told you, rich people like me get tax credits. Okay. 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 So okay, so you're just using tax credit. So is there like a tax credit? You know, being able yes. to make a movie, there's tax yes. credits. Yeah. This the the movie was was basically called Pat Piasso Run for Office subtitled Kevin McRae wants all the stupid citizens to buy him a new boat, a Viper, a that's, jet ski. You literally said that. I just said it now. I'm saying it on public. That, that's Everyone that's knows. the name of it? Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know. What is GLBTQECC? Gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer, everything, changing, clowns. Do you not see that that could be offensive to a lot of people? That we include clowns. <laughs> Tell me about the documentary you made about Elizabeth Warren. Well, she was part of it. She was in my first movie I made. And like I said, th these tax credits that I take advantage of, personally, I'm against them because right. I, I know they're... So is Warren Buffett and other people. Right, exactly. Right. Uh -huh. And so... Uh, you know, Deval Patrick probably. You right, he was the governor. governor. He was in governor of Massachusetts, right? Senator Scott Brown, who was a he was a, a senator that Elizabeth Warren uh, beat defeated, beat his seat, right. right? Took his seat, and so he all, got the seat from uh, when uh, Senator Kennedy, Kennedy died. died. That's right. exactly yeah. right. And then he tried to run in New Hampshire and lost in New Hampshire. That's exactly right. And he he um, there was a vote that his vote was very crucial on. I forget what it was. I think it might have been for the healthcare vote or something. Possibly, yeah. Anyway, all three of them are in my movie. I ask them all the same thing. I say, hey, these film tax credits you're giving to rich people, I mean, all the evidence is that it's just money going from regular taxpayers to a bunch of rich guys in Hollywood. And... Um, and uh, Deval Patrick was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Kevin, you're a job creator. You should get those tax credits. <laughs> and 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 uh, Senator Brown gave me actually the best answer. Uh -huh. 
He said, yes, when I was a state senator, I voted for this and the results haven't been what I thought that they should be. And, um, you know, but, you know, it would be nice to revisit these somehow. And Senator Warren, I asked her and she said, uh, well, let me tell you about these terrible tax credits for the oil companies. All right. Well, that sounds appropriate. And I said, I'm not asking about the oil companies. I asked you a question about film tax credits. And she said in her most condescending voice ever, Kev, let me tell you, you got to base everything on evidence. And the evidence is that, you know, in general, I'm not a tax credit person. But in this case, in this case, the evidence is that tax credits are good for Massachusetts. And so I'm for them in this case. What was the name of that documentary? That was called... um, I just totally got you off. Uh, I'm you sorry. Can, I, didn't mean I, to. I can't even remember the names of all my movies. <laughs> no. It was called Tom and Me. Tom and Me. Because it was about Tom to Cruise came to um, Massachusetts to make uh, the movie Night and Day. And he got about $8 million in tax credits. Yeah, the, well, I have my opinion on tax credits. But we got to go. Thanks for Kevin, having me, Kevin, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Coming up next is uh, Kenny Francis and Mark Calendary with, uh, um, what's the name of our show? I can't remember the name of our show. Uh, happens to the best of us. <laughs> Resistance Radio is coming right up next. Thank you. Say, say, say. Stop it, chant, let freedom reign.